0: Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, aka Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life, complete with financial freedom, laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles. Today, I am in Okinawa, Japan, and very happy to be with you again today. Well, today what we're going to do is discuss a number of authors and specifically uh, Stephen Covey related to the seven habits of highly effective people. Uh, there's a number of other authors uh, that um, I have reviewed and, and books that that I've written myself, but we're talking about specifically uh, Stephen Covey on today, and uh, as you know, I do talk a lot about Napoleon Hill, and so what I want to do today is is really look at some of the habits, okay, and so Stephen Covey is is an author that has really transformed a lot of lives with, with uh, the habits that he has outlined in, in his book. Um, with a, a number of books that, that he's written. And I really just want to uh, give honor to him today. I know, like I said, I talk a lot about Napoleon Hill, as well as my book, Flint Out Loud. We are actually going to be looking at some of the the definitions of success that that you all have given me. There's over 100 definitions of success in here. And so really appreciate you all um, sharing sharing your definitions with me. And a lot of that comes from books such as the 7 habits of highly effective people and so if we just basically dive into this book on today uh, and if you've if you've read the book and if you're on Facebook live, would really appreciate uh, maybe you just leaving a comment or or even a question or just something in the book uh, that has really um, hit you as being very significant and and that has helped you in your life to be more successful and more effective now um, I know I talk a lot about success uh, on soaring with eagles, and I talk about people and and have people on my show uh, that have achieved certain levels of success. Now, now when we talk about that, I just want to go into that definition for a minute or that word. Success means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Uh, I appreciate and just honor, you know, my family. I, I consider my husband to be very successful, uh, in raising his family and, and being just a great dad, a great husband. Uh, my oldest daughter, our oldest daughter, uh, is, uh, following her dream and and is successful in her dance career uh, in Hollywood. And our youngest daughter, we're here to visit her right now, successful in her life, just following her dreams and with her husband here in Okinawa. So it means different things to different people. And sometimes success means money and sometimes success means uh, just that you're living a good life, uh, a healthy life. Uh, Your success means that you've you've raised your your children well. There's a number of of definitions, like I said, that we'll go into in my book. But being successful and being effective, is that the same thing? Well, maybe. And in his book, we talk about seven habits of highly effective people. So being effective does come with a level of success, I would say. And the thing that we want to just make sure that we understand here is that the definition is different for every single person, okay? So let's not get caught up on success, meaning money, because that's not what I'm talking about at all. Uh, living a holy life, if you're a Christian, that would be considered success. So let's just kind of dive into some of these habits. So there's there's seven different ones, and hopefully with the show today, we'll be able to get through uh, all of what I wanna say about these and just how they've affected my life um, over the years uh, from reading this book. And one of the things that is on here, one of the first things is talking about being proactive, okay? And beginning with the end in mind, putting first things first, think, win, win, seek first to understand, then to be understood, synergies, or synergize, and then uh, sharpening the saw. So with that list, we're going to dive into some things. I'm just going to go over here and just hit another couple couple buttons and just make sure that I'm okay with my, my live stream here. Georgette, good to see you. And um, just really want to kind of dive into this. Like I said, um, I guess I keep talking about diving because we went Uh, kayaking yesterday. I didn't dive in, but I was in the ocean. It was just awesome. Really appreciate it being able to get in the water. It was so, so beautiful. Uh, And just having some time to relax here with with our daughter and, and her husband. All right, be proactive. Now, be proactive be proactive be proactive now what is what does that even mean what does proactive mean well a lot of us know the opposite is being reactive okay and so in our lives whether it's in business or in our relationships in our homes uh, just with ourselves personally, being proactive sometimes is hard. And it actually kind of goes into one of the other ones. I don't want to give anything away before we even get there. But I think I might go ahead and go to that one where it says, put first things first. It's harder based on Stephen Covey. Sometimes it's harder for us to manage ourselves than it is to manage our time. So those two, I think, are, are connected, being proactive versus reactive, And the fact that he says that it's sometimes harder to manage ourselves than it is to manage our time. So, I know for myself that sometimes uh, I say to myself that I work better under pressure, but uh, sometimes you just really need to make sure that you're being proactive and you're doing the planning. And one of the things that we talk about in Build That Biz uh, with marketing plans, business plans, different things I've been helping people with uh, for years and specifically a number of very detailed business plans for for some some big corporations and businesses lately is that you have to have your planning down pat. And so part of being proactive is making sure that you're doing what you need to do to plan. And another, I guess, thing if we're looking at being proactive versus being reactive is that it's okay that sometimes if even if you've been proactive and you've done your planning, that you have to have as part of your plan in, in your mental plan, it doesn 't necessarily always have to be written down, is that you have reaction plans or reaction a reaction thought process because you know the best late plan sometimes there 's things that just go off track right we 've all had, had those things happen to us. so you have to have where you are uh, basically outlining a reaction plan. Okay, so let's talk about what that reaction plan would be. Now, a lot of people call that, you know, your plan A, B, C. So I know myself that because I do a lot of events and some events I plan for other people, uh, they're not my events, uh, we sometimes have to take a a plan B. So when we're doing that, part of being proactive is just having in your mind, like I said, a mindset talk a lot about mindset a mindset of being able to quickly move to the next plan and the next plan and to do that without being frazzled okay so part of being proactive is 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 having your mental plan together as to what it is that you're going to do if plan a doesn't work you say okay let's go ahead and move to plan b and plan b is this 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 and this so um, please just remember that it's okay sometimes to have the reaction plan as part of being proactive is that you already have a mindset of what it is that you're going to do uh, if something doesn't go exactly as planned <clears throat> so some of these habits of highly effective people we're going to take you know a different, little spin on it versus what he had in the book uh, related to some of it just so we can kind of drive some of these points home. So just remember being proactive means that there's there's plans that you have. Some of them are written down plans and then some of them are just visual plans that you have in your head as far as what it is that you're going to do if your plan A does not go uh, as planned. All right. The next thing is to begin with the end in mind, begin with the end in mind. And some of these, whenever I do teaching, I always have people say it after me or say it with me. So (laughs) if you're on and you want to just, you know, say that with me, whether you're on the Voice America channel, we appreciate all of you. Or if you're on Facebook Live, or however it is that you're, you're listening to this Google Play, there's a number of, of, of mediums that that people have found me on really appreciate it let's say that begin with the end in mind so again beginning with the end in mind is part of the plan okay so it's part of being proactive is beginning with the end in mind so what does that mean okay if I know that I need to to cook a meal and because I don't necessarily use recipes I make my own recipes love to cook I begin with the end in mind. The end in mind is the dish that I'm going to make. And I think about all of the ingredients that need to go to that dish so that it looks exactly how I want it to look and taste exactly how I want it to taste. In business, when you begin with the end in mind, you have a goal and then you write down that goal or you write down that mission so that you can make sure that you are working toward that goal. Uh, In medical devices, uh, we look at design, design inputs and outputs. And the the inputs, outputs, you need to be able to put all of that together so that you make sure that whatever it was that you wanted to design, you're working toward that specific design so that your inputs meet your outputs. You can use beginning with the end in mind in various different ways. And the one word, the one word that we're looking at there is vision, okay? So he talks about vision. And he talks about the fact that there needs to be detail in your vision. And I think that this is a really great show for some people to just, you know, get them basically on track or back on track or starting your track on uh, getting your business together or anything in life. Because when I say business, it doesn't necessarily mean business for for making money. It could be your business of taking care of your household, of taking care of your children. So if you have a vision of what it is that that you want uh, to accomplish in your family, then you're beginning with the end in mind, okay? Now it says in mind, because sometimes going back to being proactive, Sometimes things don't necessarily go the way that that we uh, have outlined or even thought about in our mind. But it's good to have that mental picture. It's good to have vision boards. A lot of people have vision boards and things that they use so that they can see that end goal. And the same thing with um, uh, when you have a gratitude journal. Uh, That's something that we talked about before on the show, too, is that you're just writing down different things that you're grateful for. But it's also sometimes you can have where you're, you're looking at being grateful for being able to move closer and closer to that end goal closer and closer to specific things that you're trying to accomplish in your life. So uh, be grateful for that. Um, I was very grateful that we were able to get here successfully and deliver uh, her children to her, her two dogs, uh, her and her husband. And so we began with uh, the end in mind. We were proactive uh, getting all of the paperwork together in order to make sure that we could come here and deliver the dogs. Uh, And uh, beginning with the end in mind is that the dogs would be here in Okinawa and that we would be here too and everything would go safely. So a shout out to uh, Eric Walker for helping us with these travel arrangements. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, And uh, uh, you're still uh, in our prayers. So beginning with the end in mind, The main word, does anybody remember that main word? The main word is vision. So again, as I said, a lot of people have vision boards and that's something that we want to make sure that we maybe even even do ourselves in a lot of things in business is have that that vision board. And sometimes it is where we uh, have maybe a journal or we have a planning book. There's a number of things that people use in order to make sure that they have where they're beginning with the end in mind. All right, so what is the next principle? The next principle is put first things first. Okay, so I know a lot of us sometimes have an issue with that um, because there's so many things that can distract us these days. And again, if we're looking at what Stephen Covey is saying here, these are the habits of highly effective people. So, how can we put first things first? Well, this is something that I talked about just a, a few moments ago related to managing our time versus managing ourselves, and um, sometimes we we look at the the urgent versus the important. So he has a quadrant quadrant diagram that he uses. there's four quadrants, four quadrants, and one is related to you know urgent and important versus uh You know, highly urgent and and highly important, uh, highly urgent and and not as important, or highly important but not urgent. You know, there's the four quadrants quadrants that he goes through in that particular analysis. So you have to determine for yourself. That's not something that anyone can help you determine. You have to determine for yourself what goes where in these quadrants. Now, everybody's not going to necessarily... Outline what is in these quadrants. And the thing is, that I want to just basically stress there is that each of these aspects of highly effective people has to do with you doing the planning for yourself, okay? There is no one really that can help you make some of these determinations. A lot of people do use, you know, people to bounce different ideas off of, uh, whether it's your your, your spouse uh, or your significant other, maybe even your children or other business partners. Um, it could be that you're actually working on something with uh, a company, it's a corporation, where you can use these quadrants to have a better understanding of a particular of a particular project. And when I go back to those four quadrants, remember I'm talking about urgent versus important. Urgent versus important. Is it highly urgent? Is it highly important? Is it highly urgent or, or of low importance? And then you go to the other quadrants of that. So uh, don't let the word quadrant uh, throw you off. Uh, that's just how it's outlined uh, in the book, and if you have not read this book uh it's it's highly recommended that you do because it's another one of those books that that has helped many many people to transform them their lives to be more effective so in this particular one, put first things first is understand what 's urgent understand what 's important, and then the fact is is that you only have so much time during the day right so how you're going to go about making that determination. uh, This is just a tool. And a lot of these different things that we talk about, whether it's Napoleon Hill, whether it's my book, Flynn out loud, or even there's another book that I brought with me that uh, we'll be reviewing with the author, uh, David Meltzer. He's, he's a great guy. We'll be having him on the show. And then, um, There's a number of other authors that that we've talked to, Steve uh, Miller and and Dan. uh, Thank you all for responding, and and we'll be making sure that we we have you on the show uh, when you're available. But all of these are not just books that are like self-help books or just things that you need to read and say, oh, that's great. Apply them to your life. Apply them to your life so that you can see how it can just basically catapult you to the next level of of understanding and self-awareness of what it is that you need to do to be more effective and to be more successful and to reach those goals and dreams. Uh, and one of the things that I've been been just giving more thought to and putting more into is in relation to dreams, to destiny. Don't just dream. Don't just stop at the dream. Make sure you go beyond that and put these principles in place so that you can you can reach your destiny. You can reach your purpose as to why you were put here. You know, God put all of us here uh, for a reason and to be connected to one another so that we can help one another to reach those goals. And so Stephen Covey, you know, this book's been out for like many, many, many years, as well as Napoleon Hill, you know, and all of the other things that I'm talking about um have been out for some time and then even new books like you know the ones that I've been speaking of and even mine flint out loud they have specific characteristics in them and specific outlines on just different things that you can try and do because guess what everything is not the same for every person and so we need to have all of these different tools and just basically see what works best for us so let's just go over a quick recap of the three that we've looked at so far, and uh, Reggie Campbell, good to see you. <clears throat> the three that we've mentioned so far. The first one is be proactive. The next one is begin with the end in mind. And then the next one is put first things first. And part of what we did there, remember, is that we looked at, we looked at the quadrant example. Okay, and being proactive, that was the first one. Uh, Sometimes there's being proactive and being reactive. So those were the two that we looked at there. And begin with the end in mind, you have to have a vision. What is your vision and what are the details in that vision so that you can really begin with the end in mind? The third one that we've already looked at is, (coughs) excuse me, putting first things first. And there we're looking at managing time versus managing yourself. And I know sometimes it's hard to manage myself. I don't know about you, but sometimes you just want to lay in the bed. You just want to get that little extra rest. But uh, since I've been here uh, in Okinawa, I've been on both time zones trying to get everything done, still have some things I need to do for some clients, uh, very urgent. But I do always want to make sure that I take this one hour out of my day, out of my corporate day out of all my businesses, to, to talk about transformation. And so even if there's just one person that gets one little comment, one little idea that helps them uh, with their transformation, their personal transformation, then then it's all worth it. And and I tell you, you know, just doing these reviews, doing this show has, has really helped me. Uh, and just to know that we're almost in 30 countries already of people who have um, – tuned into the show, and there's thousands and thousands, I think it may be up to, I'm not even sure if it's 16, 17,000 listeners that we've had, that's just phenomenal, and I just really appreciate the support, and I appreciate being able to share these concepts with you. All right, so we've been over three, we've been over three, and now we're going to go to the fourth. The fourth habit for highly effective people, this is Stephen Covey, uh, book review, is think win-win. Think, win, win, okay? That's W-I-N, W-I-N, not the W-H-E-N, okay? Think, win, win. All right, so what does that even mean, think, win, win? So in anything that we do in life, sometimes there's where a lot of people whether it's in a corporation, <laughs> whether it's in a family, whether it's in a relationship, it could even be at the store With and you're in the line with, with, with a coupon, okay? Um, and you have this big full basket and you have a hundred coupons. You're trying to think, you know, win for yourself. You're trying to save that money. And there's a person behind you. They only have two items, two items. And you have this whole big basket full of items and all these coupons. Okay, so that's gonna take you a minute to get through that line, right? I'm just showing you how these principles can be applied to any area of your life. So you, if you just wanna think when for yourself, you might say, well, I was in line first, so I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I take care of myself and, and get these coupons to the cashier and, and I'm going to check out. But it would be a win-win for both of you if you just went ahead and let that person with the two items to go in front of you so that they can go on with their day and not necessarily have to wait. And how is that a win-win for you too? Well, it's a win-win for you because you've done something nice for another person. You let them go ahead and go, uh, and then you're able to, to take the time that you need. Now, it's not to say that you need to let three, four, five, six, seven, eight people in front of you. But uh, it's just a matter of kindness. It's just a matter of kindness. And that's something that has just really been on my heart a lot lately uh, related to just having a self-realization related to the, the kindness aspect that, that we all need to have as part of our daily life. And, and I've always had that, but I haven't necessarily used it to say that, you know, we need to make sure that we at least do maybe five Five kind acts. Like consciously, do at least five kind acts per day. And why five? It's just it's just a good number. Uh, five kind acts per day. Uh, we have incorporated the the gratitude journal uh, as part of of what we're doing with Soaring with Eagles and we've, we've promoted that to you. A lot of people already keep journals of various types of different things that happen during the day, but specifically related to gratitude. And so the other thing that, that I'm, I'm, I'm touting right now is, is kindness. And so when we think of the win-win, uh, I did that example related to the people in the grocery store. So let's talk about corporations, okay? Let's talk about when you're in a corporation and there's an initiative for Department 1 and Department 2. And it should be that you're all working together to get that particular thing done that needs to be done for the corporation. So a lot of times based on uh, profit and loss and based on you know uh, who's going to bring in the most money or who's going to have the best cost savings, uh, who's going to, to do something that affects the bottom line for the company, Uh, you need to think win-win specifically in those instances. And what would be best for the bottom line, for the financials? What would be best for the company and the company image? What would be best for the employees as well as for all of the suppliers? And and there's like, you know, the list can go on and on. Uh, What would be best for safety? If we're talking about medical devices and things that I do in that particular arena, what would be best for making sure that you have the most efficient use of people's time, okay? So all of those things would help you to have a win-win, okay, or a win-win-win-win if there's like four or five different areas there. So it's about not putting yourself first but putting yourself in the whole scheme of things so that you can look at what would be a win-win in that situation. Because I tell you, it, it, it causes animosity, it causes other issues if, you, if, if it's a, a, a win-lose situation where you win and you look great, but it causes maybe issues in other departments or it causes issues with uh, basically employee satisfaction. There's a lot of different ways that you can look at that particular type of of area. And again, we talked about the grocery store for Win-Win. We talked about corporations, just a brief example there for Win-Win. And we also could talk about families, okay? So if you're making a decision that is the best decision for you, but maybe not the best decision that would be a win for the whole family, then maybe you need to rethink that. And it could even be something as simple as uh, TV programming. Okay. Uh, If you're a family that watches TV, we don't necessarily watch that much. We've been watching a number of seasons of sports shows and and other things since we've been here in Okinawa, just kind of relaxing. But what would be a win-win for the whole family? So I'm saying, I guess, if you have small children, it would be a win-win if you watch something maybe that was more educational, or if everybody's a little bit stressed, watch something that maybe is, is a fun activity, something fun to watch, or something that, Everybody could learn something and then maybe have a discussion. That would be a win-win. It's something that would bring the family together because it's something where you can have a conversation after. If you just go ahead and watch whatever it is that you would like to watch, then it may not be something that can help bring the family together. So I know sometimes we need to have our own time to ourselves, but just think about what would happen if you, if you looked at it from a win-win scenario. So again, it's just, you know, various things that can help us to understand uh, how we could have a win-win situation. All right. So let's go over what we've done. I don't want to want to go too fast and have where, you know, you're not getting the various principles if this is not a book that you've read. And um, one of the things that we're talking about is the win-win. So that, that's the fourth one. So the first one was Be Proactive begin with the end in mind, put first things first, and then think when, when. All right. So let's go on to the next principle. Seek first to understand and then to be understood. Let me say that again. Think first to understand and then to be understood. Now, what does that mean? Well, for me, to, to understand first, and one of the things that he mentions in the book is that you're going to listen. You're going to listen. L-I-S-T-E-N, you're going to listen. If you're trying to understand, you're not going to be giving your opinion and just throwing in whatever it is that you want to say. I I met a person at a conference and he asked me a question and I got two words out of my mouth. And then he went on to talk about himself and talk about things that he was doing and not even trying to understand what what the answer was to the question that he asked me, okay? So one of the things that Stephen Covey talks about Is, you know, we teach children, we teach ourselves, you know, how to read and to write. But what about listening? What about listening? So I know for a fact that one of the things that I hand out when I do uh, internal auditor training, when I do some other training in, in seminars is the art of listening. And are you a good listener? So there's a little survey that, you know, you can go through and just tips on how to be a better listener. So I really appreciated this particular aspect of seek first to understand and then to be understood. We haven't even got to the understood part. We're talking about seeking to understand because a lot of times we're just so, so, forceful I guess in trying to have people understand us and for us to to get our opinion out that we don't take time to listen and one of the things I really appreciate about our volunteers and all of what we do with full color movement uh, with working uh, missions foreign missions and working with the homeless is that a lot of the people you know we've we've been trained and it's just inherent in some of the people that we have uh, we we listen. We listen and just having conversations with people, just finding out where they are and not really finding out where they are by asking them a whole bunch of questions, but just listening to people and having a heart to listen. And that's why I really appreciate Georgette and other people that have, uh, you know, outreach and and street ministry and just being able to go out there and and listen and, and care for people having conversations because a lot of people that are in those situations don't have people that, that listen to them, Uh, that sometimes there are people that give, give items and give care, but, uh, which is good, but sometimes people just want to have a conversation, sometimes people just want you to, to listen to them, Uh, or even sometimes pray with them, or or pray for, for another person, and so if you're not listening, you you can't uh, discern what it is, you know, that, that is needed in that particular situation. So I'm going to go back and say that particular principle, that particular habit again, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. So in order to do that, sometimes people, one one technique uh, that you can do is to make sure that you have that eye-to-eye contact, eye-to-eye contact, so that you can actually see what's going on with the person and just look into to. Look into their eyes. And, and that can also give you a better understanding because you can read body language. You can read their eyes and, and what they may be going through at that time. Another way to, to make sure that you're listening is to repeat in your mind exactly what they're saying. Because a lot of times we have so many different things going on. I've seen people where they have that glazed overlook, which means that they're looking at you, but they're not really listening. They're thinking about all these other things that are going on. What they're going to cook for dinner, where they have to be next, what is the, their next appointment, what is their next speaking engagement, what is the next thing that they have to do, what time is the flight, you know, you, you, uh, what do I have to get at the grocery store, you're thinking all these different things and you're not really listening. So if you practice the art of maybe listening to the person, you're looking in their eyes. And the other thing that you're doing is that whatever it is that they're saying, you're repeating it in your head so that you can have where your head is active as far as the listening as well as the thinking. And those two active things can help you better understand them. And then maybe even to do the, the reiteration, okay? You reiterate some of what, what they said then they know that you're listening and then you can go on to take that information and put it with whatever it is that you're also thinking about what your response would be. But a lot of times, you know, uh, some, some of the scientific research suggests that you should not be thinking about your response so much that you, you miss details that they're saying because you're, you're not really actively listening. So, active listening is, is one of the, the traits that we want to make sure that we reinforce. So, please make sure that that's something that um, maybe, you know, just a tip, like I said, that you could have for that. And um, so, uh, Cecilia said, don't judge me, she, she's doing that right now. So, active listening seek first to understand, then to be understood. Okay, so let's move to the understood part. Now, this is one thing that I'm spending a little bit extra time on this particular habit, and I'm going to get to the word habit uh, a little bit later, is because a lot of people just don't listen. A lot of people just don't listen. Relationships between parents and children Listening is one of the main things, like you don't understand me, like you don't listen to me, okay? Uh, In relationships with a husband and wife, or, you know, if you have a significant other, somebody you're trying to date, listening, listen to them. And don't just listen to what they say, listen to their body language, listen to the things that are in between the lines. I had a, a dress on the other day that had black and white lines. And I took a picture of the bottom of my dress and it because it made me just think about, you know, what is in between the lines? What are the things that they're not saying that could be something that I need to be listening to? So that word discernment comes in there. So we're talking about parents and children. We're talking about a spouse. We're talking about listening in a professional setting, okay? Now, one thing that I do have to admit, and this is, again, Uh, not trying to slight anybody or say anything, this is just a fact, is that uh, in my almost 40 years in business, there have been times where the whole male-female thing comes up, okay, male-female thing, where men listen to men, and then a woman will say something, the same exact thing first, first, and then a guy will say it, and then everybody joins into whatever it was that the guy said. And it could even be the same exact words, the same exact phrasing, but it's because he was a man, they listened to that particular person. Now, again, with where I am right now, um, being a VP uh, and a representative, uh, director, representative, and you know, president of my own company, uh, people do listen more so than, than back in the day when I used to have that problem. Uh, but part of it, is to just continue on saying what you have to say and gaining that respect and, and, and being able to follow up your, your words with action. And so over the years, building up that reputation and building up my skills of, of listening and being able to deliver uh, whatever the concept would be, that listening to me as opposed to having a man say the same thing and then they listen to them is something that I haven't had a problem with lately. So um, listening, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Okay, now in the understood part, remember one of the key things that I said is that if you're doing active listening and then if you have where you can repeat a little bit of what they said and then meld it into what you're saying, that also helps. That also helps them gain cooperation uh, and gain an understanding that while wow, they listen to what I said, and they meshed what I said with what with what they're saying, and then it comes out to be one idea. And then it becomes the we as opposed to you and me, it becomes that it's a we idea. So part of that habit is to make sure that you're you're wanting to be understood, but you're you're meshing it, you're meshing it with what they said, so that you gain more cooperation because of putting those two together. All right. So let's go ahead and do those principles again. The first habit is be proactive. Number two is begin with the end in mind. Number three is put first things first. And number four is think win-win. And then the next one is seek First, to understand, then to be understood. Okay. And the the main point there was listening. So we've talked about listening. We've talked about time management of, of, you know, management of time versus management of self. We've talked about um, being proactive versus reactive. We've talked about vision. We've talked about details and uh, the win-win where you know, we're taking everything into account. We've talked about the urgent versus the important. So all of these are very good things that we can apply to our lives or various parts of our lives. And it's not where you have to apply every single habit, uh, in my opinion, uh, to every single situation. It could be that you know this one particular habit, this one thing is something that can help in this situation and this other one is something that can help in that other situation. So make sure that's something that you keep in mind. All right, one of the other things is uh, synergize, okay? Synergize. And when I look at that word, uh, I think that's just really such an awesome word. Uh, Jeanette, good to see you. Uh, Synergize. How is it that we can synergize? What does that even mean? Well, in my book, Celebrate the Things That Make Us One, this is a poetry book. Where it's it's a delightful look and it's an, it's an adventure, you know, for all ages of the things that that bring us together versus the things that that cause us to to think that we're just so diverse and that that we can't come together and unite and 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 all play in the same sandbox. Okay, so in synergize, we need to value our differences and and have where we look at our differences and see how that can make the particular situation or the particular concept uh, more valuable because all of our differences gives us all different kinds of opinions that we can take and then make the result a better result. So if we go back to beginning with the end in mind, beginning with the end in mind Diversity, a lot of times, is, is the actual answer. Now, if we begin with the end of mind, and then we're talking about synergy, one of the, one of the ones that's in here, uh, one of the poems that's in here is called Music to My Ears. Music to My Ears. Now, music is taking all different kinds of instruments. It could be brass instruments. It could be wood woodwind. It could be drums, you know, percussion, all different string instruments, all of those together, make music now of course you can have a really great guitar solo and 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 it's just awesome but music in general uh there's all different facets of it Uh, i play the piano i play a number a couple other instruments too but when everything is put together and you have a symphony then wow how awesome does that sound it sounds really great and When we look at business, when we think about uh, how to synergize and looking at and celebrating differences, if we take all of the different opinions. Now, some companies I go into because I'm a consultant, international consultant. uh, Some companies I go into, uh, quite frankly, a lot of it is all run um, by uh, all different kinds of diverse uh, groups. One of my companies where the, the board that I was on had, couple people from India, one from Turkey, one from, uh, I believe it was uh, Korea, and um, one from Mexico, uh, myself, uh, and then people that, you know, basically came from America. They were, the thing that I'm trying to say is that there were a diverse group of people on this particular uh, VP board, okay? And... By having all of those ideas for that particular company and all of those different backgrounds and all of the types of information that you bring based on your education, but also based on the diversity of of your ethnicity, it it really made for a good group of of ideas that we could come up to one solution that, that, that was very good for the company. Now sometimes it took us a long time to get through some of the discussions, but the main thing there is that I appreciated the diversity in that particular group. And then there's other groups where everything is, you know, run by all all white female all white male uh board where uh you can have diversity there as far as maybe thought, but uh, it's just something just to, to think about, you know, so if we synergize and if we try to have where we don't just put people in positions just because they're black or put people in positions just because they're female so that we can check off a box or, you know, that they're Hispanic and check off a box in these corporations or, or, or in a church or, you know, whatever it is that, that you have, but actually putting people in that are qualified putting people in that are qualified and having that, that look at diversity. So it's the same as in, in music. And so the analogy, remember that I used in music is that all of the instruments together basically helped to make, you know, the sound uh, better. So another one that I have here is called color coded, and how God made all of us color coded. And, Looking at that, it's a very good way for us to celebrate the things that make us one because being color coded means that we all bring something new to the table, uh, something different to the table that can help help in any situation because we have all of the different viewpoints. So it's just something, again, to keep in mind. Uh, and I said, like, you know, in corporations, please don't just have where you're just having someone there to check off a box have it be where the person is actually qualified, and then bringing all those diverse ideas together, and it might just help you to have a better solution because you're looking at uh, synergies. Okay. Now, the last point here in this particular portion that we're looking at for Stephen Covey is uh, sharpen the saw. Okay, so sharpen the saw. And what does he mean by that? It's something that we've talked a lot about in some other shows is that you have to be a well-rounded person. And we're talking about eating well, we're talking about exercise, and we're talking about rest. Okay, I've been doing a lot of resting since I've been here uh, in Okinawa because of the the time change and plus trying to to meet some deadlines for people in America Plus, uh, have time with my family here. Uh, it's it, the rest has been like intermittent, but I, I really enjoyed my uh, jet lag sleep <laughs> and uh, just being able to to have some relaxation. So, uh, eating well is a good habit, <clears throat> and it's one of the habits that he talks about being able to eat well and and exercise and having rest, okay? So you sharpen your saw by making sure that you have those items uh, as part of your your daily makeup. And I was looking at something or reading something. No, I was looking at something actually on Instagram. And um, I think it was with Seven and um, not Cubby, another Stephen. And he was talking about, you know, eating one burger is not going to ruin your health. Okay, but if you eat one burger per day, and then if you eat one burger per year, uh, per day per year, and, and so you had a basically 365 burgers, then that's probably not something that that you should be doing. But you know, don't beat yourself up uh, if you you do eat something that's maybe not you know the best for you. Um, such as the chocolate covered almonds that I've had here. They're very extremely good. I don't know what they put in the chocolate here in Japan, but that particular brand of chocolate covered almonds was really, really good. So I bought a couple more boxes. They're just small boxes though. But I mean, I can't eat a box per day, right? So uh, we need to make sure that we're looking at our eating habits, lots of fruits and vegetables. And to, to, to my defense, um, I did have, or do have, a vegetable smoothie every day with some protein powder, flaxseed, and some other things that I eat, drink every day. And so I deserved those chocolate covered almonds <laughs> because I did already have uh, a great breakfast with vegetables, actually cooked vegetables, and then um, also the vegetable smoothie with some blueberries too. And um, and then I I had my chocolate covered almonds. So don't want to get too too much into that, but I'm just saying that uh, there's there's ways you can make sure that you're eating well and that you're doing what you need to do for your body. You know, having lemon water with a little bit of honey when you first get up is a very good thing to do to to get your your intestines going and just let letting them know, you know, what's going to be happening from a digestive perspective and 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 that really helps to get your, your body going. So I always keep a bowl of lemons and uh, making sure that that I do that for my body, and then making sure you have good rest. I have intermittent rest. Um, I rest a little bit different than other people, maybe some other people, but, uh, and then having exercise. So I teach dance. I do that as part of my exercise and other things that I do with every now and then with my husband with his boot camp on Saturday mornings, okay? And so Having those in your toolkit is a very good habit to have where you're looking at those three things, rest, diet, and exercise. So please, please, please uh, make sure that you look at what habits maybe would be best for you. Now, these are not concepts. These are stated as seven habits of highly effective people. Now, highly effective people have something that they're doing in relation to all seven of these habits. And so you can be more effective if you're implementing bits and pieces of these that may be best for you based on the situation, based on things that you're, you're looking at, okay? So please don't just have where you try to do too much at once because, you know, that can be a downfall as well, where you try to implement too many different things and then you're not able to, to do any of them because you have too much going on. And I realize, you know, with all the different concepts that we have on on this show, that sometimes it can be overwhelming uh, to to try to see what it is that you can do. But what is what does this say right here? This says you need to be proactive. You need to find out what works best for you, and then put those things in place. So if you do have some things that you've been putting in place, would really love to to hear from you. Uh, you can either inbox me on Facebook at Crystal Ben Richardson, that's K-R-Y-S-T-Y-L-L-E, and then Ben is B-E-N, and then Richardson, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N. Or you can email me, uh, some of you have done that also, at G3QARA at gmail.com. That's G3, the number three, 3 a r a At gmail.com. Also appreciate some of the text messages and and other messages related to uh, what you all have been getting out of the show. Really, really appreciate that. Okay. So in these habits, habits one, two, and three talk about you know develop developmental principles. um, and those are proactive, being proactive, being uh, beginning with the end in mind and putting first things first. And then habits four, five, and six which are think, win, win, seek first to understand, then to be understood, and then uh, looking at, um, I think I missed one. one, one, two, three, four. Uh, I think I might've missed one. That you need to look at, we're looking at teamwork and collaboration, okay? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So which one did I miss? four, five, and six. Oh, synergize. Sorry, synergize, uh, where you're looking at values and, and valuing valuing your, the differences. That's looking at teamwork and collaboration. So again, in anything that it is that we, we're doing, we need to look at how are we teaming with people. And that is in our family. Family is the, the main area that we need to have where, we're, where we have teamwork and collaboration. Because if your home is not stable if you're if you're not collaborating with the people at now if you live it, live with yourself, you just live by yourself, then okay, you know you still may need to have teamwork and collaboration with your neighbors uh, such as if if your power goes out, the power went out at our house, our neighbor was right on it and helped uh, uh, for uh you know our mother in law and some other people that are staying at our house to um to make sure that everything was okay. So that's a collaboration. And when uh, their house was um, some things that they need to have help with, you know, with their pool or other things, or when we had the big flood and the water was almost coming in our house and we had the canoe out <laughs> in the green belt, canoeing down the green belt uh, because the whole neighborhood was flooded. Um, that was a fun activity. But the thing that we did first was make sure that the water was not coming into the house. So we had collaboration with neighbors. Okay. So in these habits, you need to have where you're looking at how can you collaborate and how can you do teamwork no matter what the situation is. And again, in big corporations, teamwork is key. And so that's one thing that that, that I talk a lot about when I do training and speaking engagements at corporations is that part related to teamwork and when I put teams together such as what we'll have again I think um, probably next Friday when I do some other training at at a company is that I make sure that I have people from all different departments working together not where you're working on every single thing with the people in the same departments that you always work with some of it will be with them so that you can build up that that team camaraderie camaraderie and collaboration but sometimes I make sure on some of the teams where I make the binders a different color for various people so that we can make sure that uh, we can say okay all of those with a blue binder which means that there's going to be a diverse group of people you all work over here all with white binders and black binders so it's not where every single person from that one department all has a black binder it's where I, I make sure that I have teams made up of different people. So just a, a little tip there that, that you can do. So, uh, and then the last one, sharpening the saw has to just do with continuous improvement, uh, continuous growth within yourself. Now, a lot of people do have where um, it's it's easy for them to do the things that are related to the outward portion, related to, to helping uh, other people and to collaborate and teamwork. But the things that deal with the habits that are for internal that that are to help you as a person. And sometimes those are harder to do. And again, that goes back to that principle of putting first things first. It's talking about sometimes it's it's easier to maybe manage time than it is to manage ourselves. So I just want to take this time to have where we just think about some things that we can do to help ourselves to be better, to be a better you. And that is the 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 topic for today is being a better you. And uh Books like this uh, are ones that have really helped me uh, over the years. This is one that I've, I've read, you know, previously to, to the last several years. <coughs> Excuse me. But as I mentioned to you, this last year and a half has just been really uh, great for me. To, to, to help myself as well as to be able to help a number of other people just to, to bring back to their remembrance. You know, this isn't where everything is new for, you know, for myself or even new for other people, but some things it's just, sometimes you just need people to help and remind you of these concepts. So I just really appreciate, you know, this time and just am honored that, you know, you take time out of your schedule to listen to the show. And I wanted to just make sure that I honored uh, several of the authors uh, that have really poured into my life, and then even you know, just God giving me revelations for the the books that that I've written and am working on. And um, it's 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 amazing how you know there's a lot of overlap, but be, but everybody comes into a self realization of where they are and what they need all at different times. And it's something that you need to keep doing. You need to keep growing and keep learning and. And keep sharpening that saw, you know, as as Stephen Covey has said, because uh, life goes on and then life ends. And I think when I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, uh, John Shin had something on one of his slides at the Think and Grow Rich tour which is not about money. It's think and grow rich, you know, as a person as well as, as money and, and relationships. Uh, being being rich is 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 a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And uh, one of the things that were on that was on that slide was that you know time is not running out, but your life is. Time is not running out, but life is because time is going to go on with or without you. Uh, we all have some great people that were in our lives that were in our lives that are not anymore, and so. Uh, time did not run out because we still have time, but life is. Now, we all know, you know, those who uh, maybe are religious or Christians or whatever, you know, that the time is going to come, you know, that, that no man can work because, you know, it's going to be the end of the day. There's a scripture uh, that we must work while it's day. Huh? And because when night cometh, no man can work. So we need to make sure that we're doing what we can do to better our lives and to be in good health, to sh- sharpen our own saw so that we can do what we need to do to help ourselves and to help someone else to go from their dream to destiny, to go from, from being where people are right now to being a better version of ourselves. And beginning with the end of my, in mind is where I wanna go to and, and end with some comments related to that. Um, and I'm gonna go over a couple definitions of success from, from my book. Um, beginning with the end in mind, looking at yourself right here, and then looking at in your mind's eye, a vision of who it is that, that you want to be. What are the, some of the characteristics that you may want to change in your life to be a better you? And, and don't try to do too many, okay? Because sometimes that can be overwhelming. But go ahead and maybe like list out. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe even 20, like list everything out and then prioritize maybe the top three things that you can do to be a better you. And visualize those and then think proactively what you need to do to be a better you. Work on those and then see what you can do to refine that. And again, we all always talk about mentors, coaches, uh, build that biz if you, if you want to to get in contact with me about that <clears throat> but this isn't about pushing my business this is about you okay so What are those three things? And for those three things, are there three different people that can maybe help you with that? Is it something that's maybe just between you and God? Or is it something that you need help with? And it may be that one person can maybe help, or maybe you need three different mentors or three different friends to to maybe pour into you related to those things. Now, now don't just pick people just because they're close to you and they have no attributes related to those things that, that you're trying to be better at to be the better you, okay? So visualize it, and then work towards that. And when you're working towards that, part of that is the timeline. Don't just have where there's this open, oh, I'm just going to try to be a better me and and have it like a New Year's resolution thing that, that does not really work for a lot of people because they just kind of fall off after a month or two or maybe after even a week or two or a day or two. Have it be where you're really actually working toward that And you have a timeline and you have a plan and have that be a part of your habits, a part of your habits. When you wake up in the morning, that you go through your ritual of of prayer or meditation or, you know, writing your gratitude journal and looking at your plan that you did the night before so that you can make sure that you're clear on that next morning, is that plan still the same? Because we know sometimes during the middle of the night, sometimes things change. So have where you have those plans in place and then work towards those plans, okay? So as part of being a better you, as part of seven habits of highly effective people, I hope that there are some conclusions that, that you've gotten uh, out of that because uh, more effective thinking makes you a, a more effective person, okay? More effective thinking and mindset, that's the word that I use a lot, uh, makes you a, a better person and makes you more a more effective person. So um wanted to just end with a couple quotes. Thank you all for joining in today. We started a little bit late, so we're just going over a, a, a little bit um, past the the ten o'clock hour to to go over some of these definitions with you. And some of these were anonymous and some of these were based on people that that d- did give their names. So this one is anonymous. This is number 40 in my book. <clears throat> my definition of success is simple. It is not what you know, but it's who knows what you know that matters in business. So it's not what you know, but who, but who knows what you know. So being, being successful, I guess, to them, is for other people to understand your knowledge, where people understand. You know, we one of the principles we talked about was first seeking to understand versus being understood. Okay, success is victory over fear and mind battles, and this was from Sarah, uh, a person in Ghana. Success is victory over fear and mind battles. And so I tell you, that is a success for a lot of people. I've been doing a study on fear lately. And it's something that that actually I'm, I'm writing a book on. One of my other books is related to fear. And so fear and mind battles. And for those of you who are interested or know who Joyce Myers is, there's a book called Battlefield of the Mind, which every single person needs to read, okay? Battlefield of the Mind, So thank you, Sarah, for that definition of success. And let's see, another one, that one was related to fear as well that I was just reading. So this one is another one that's anonymous and it says, success does not come without failure. Don't get discouraged if things get tough. If you do not fail, you would have learned nothing. So we've talked about that before too. And thank you for that comment. That's number 32, is that you need to learn from our failures. And so for me, my comment is that there is no failure. There's only learning opportunities because each and everything that happens in our lives, happens to us or for us or, or with us or because of us, uh, we can make sure that we use that as a learning opportunity. So we're at the end of our time for today. I really appreciate all of those who joined in to to be a part of the show. And what we will do is make sure that we get some more information out to you related to some of these topics and some of these books uh, so that you can continue to to work on being a better you. Thank you all. Hope you enjoyed the show today. And uh, that's it for today on Soaring with Eagles from Okinawa, Japan. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together. Give back to our communities and change the world.
2: all voice america listeners hosts employees families and friends we're super excited about our voice america community service day to be held on september 7th let's join together with full color movement internationals give hope luncheon for the homeless and families in need join us at the gym at 2320 north 7th street in phoenix from 10 a.m to 2 p.m come volunteer and bring packaged foods for 300 people We need snack bags, socks, shorts, and backpacks for size small to 5X. Let's do our part to make someone's day a little brighter with our smiles, songs, poems, and some games. Soaring with Eagles radio show host Crystal Richardson will be celebrating September birthdays that day, so let's join her nonprofit and help raise $30,000 for a van and scholarships for at risk youth. Don't miss this opportunity to make a huge difference in the lives of those that need it most. For more information on our service day or to donate, contact Crystal Richardson at www.fullcolormovement.com or go to Soaring with Eagles on the Voice America Empowerment page today.